BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, yo, what's good? Check it out. This is your boy, Elder Sensei. One half of the legendary artifacts. You are right now in tune to my man Tim Einenkel at the library on rapstation.com. Let's get it popping, y'all. Artifacts. Peace, Elder Sensei. I'm out. We just wanted to live. They told us to counting up something. Seems is the only way you can live. Yeah. Swear to God, we just wanted to live. Tell us to counting up something Seems the only way you can live In love with a mattress that was somewhat out of place Went through the old habits, it could double as a chase Talking major key, let it cut you out of case Or try and run the city till it run you out of state Told us all of this is straight And it's worth what you wait on Staring at the exit like, yo, I ain't trying to stay long Kitchen Broken MC Sky Zoo and Detroit producer Apollo Brown Has finally connected to create an incredible album The album is called The Easy Truth Features Joel Ortiz Staley, Patty Crash, Westside Gun, and Conway. Apollo Brown and Sky Zoo. Welcome to the library with Tim Einenkel and Rapsation. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up? Yeah, 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 we here. All right, so I want to start off with the uh, opening track. It's uh, Soapbox. Uh, the album, it's Les, Bound, Les Brown, the motivational speaker, radio DJ, former politician. He's giving the easy not an option speech. Um, what significance does this speech have for kind of both of you in terms of the layout of the album? It's hard living. And then what significance does it have, or does Les Brown have for you individually? If you listen to the speech, I mean, obviously he's a motivational speaker, and it gives you that motivation, man, to, to stop taking the easy way out. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody takes the easy way out nowadays, and you don't get anything from it. You don't, you don't, you don't get an experience from it. You don't learn from it. You're just taking the easy way, taking that easy route. You know what I'm saying? And if you work for what you what you have, man, and and, and you you know you kind of build on what you have and and, and take I guess you can call it the hard way or the hard route. Right. Um, you'll appreciate it a lot more. You'll appreciate what you have. You'll appreciate what you've accomplished. I think appreciation is a huge factor in in whether you wrote the dopest rhyme of your life or made the best beat of your life. You made that. And you worked hard to make that. And so you appreciate it. And I think that's what it's about right there, man. It's just avoiding the easy route all the time. Sometimes you have to take the easy route. But trying to avoid that, man, if, if, you, can, if you can learn something and, and, and experience something through, through taking the hard route, man, do that. Yeah, I mean, verbatim. You know, verbatim on that. And I, I passed the mic to Apollo first on it because he, he picked that uh, that sound bite, actually. You know, that was something that was done in post-production after I was already back home. Yeah, you know, 
when I came up with, with the the title and I, I you know gave it to Apollo and he was like yeah, yeah I like that you know it makes sense let's do it I came up with the easy truth it was based on everything that's going on nowadays out here in the world you know everything that's going on where you turn on the news police brutality one two three one hundred one one hundred two one hundred three you know it's it's just it's where we are nowadays it's every day it's almost like hearing the weather on the news you know when you deal with things like that when you're dealing with gentrification when you're dealing with everything that's going on outside especially outside my block in my neighborhood where i go at you know there's not a day that goes by that there's not police presence and activity in my neighborhood and there's not a day that goes by that certain things aren't going on so I feel like as much as we do hear about it, it's even more than that. It's even worse than that. That's the easy truth they've given us. But there's nothing easy about the truth, you know. So it's kind of a play on words in that sense. But there's nothing easy about the truth. So here's the real of it. But let's, let's call it the easy truth, you know. And you look at it and embrace whatever comes to you. Don't run from it. Step toward it. Don't try and duck it like most people do. See, most people want it easy. See, easy come, easy what? Easy go. Uh, you mentioned talking about your neighborhoods. Um, you know, a couple of dollars featuring Joel Ortiz is kind of, you know, a track that you talk about your neighborhoods. Joel talks about his, Sky, you talk about yours. Um, as a lyricist, uh, and as you continue to grow and succeed, uh, what importance is music to you creating? What importance do you create music that talks about your neighborhood and where you grew up? For me, that's always been what it's about. You know, for whatever reason, that was what I latched on to first You know, for whatever reason when I started making music The first rhyme I ever wrote, which I don't remember Because I know you're probably going to be like, oh let me hear it you know. But the first rhyme I ever wrote when I was 9 years old Was looking out the window from 18 floors up You know, 18 Florida projects Looking out the window and talking about what, happened, what was going on outside when I looked out the window So my music has always been about my neighborhood It's always been about sociology It's always been about why things are the way they are in certain areas with certain people and certain upbringings and economic backgrounds and what's the a and b side of that you know that's always been the plight of my music so it's not going to change you know that's just what i'm attracted to as far as telling stories those are the stories i want to tell until they're changed until they're fixed until there's a different story to tell you know i'm going to keep telling it uh apollo how you know, obviously, Sky Zoo uses lyrics to you know talk about his neighborhood, to yes. talk about telling a story. As someone who creates beats, uh, yeah, I create emotion. You no create doubt. emotion. How do you continue to honor the neighborhood you grew up with through your music? Well, I mean, you know, being a being a producer, I try to create moods and create you know emotion through the music that I make. So, um, capturing where I live is actually pretty easy. I mean, Detroit is a very uh, it's just a very blue collar city with a lot of character, a lot of resiliency, and and it's just it has that somber mood, man. That just, everything that I love about music is in Detroit. So and and it's and it's inspired by Detroit. So it's it's really easy to make that type of music, but obviously that's in the instrumental. You know, when I make when I make albums, when I make music, it's usually with another you know another artist. So it's kind of com- you know combining the two, combining where that person's from. And combining where I'm from into this amazing track or amazing album. Case in point, The Easy Truth. You know, there's a lot of New York on this album. You know, Sky's from New York. A lot of Brooklyn on this album. But there's a lot of Detroit on this album as well. So combining those two sounds, that's why we say, you know, people always say Detroit to New York or Brooklyn to Detroit or whatever. Um, combining the two sounds. And I don't think the two sounds are really that that off. You know what I'm saying? I think they're pretty similar. You know, I think we both go go for feeling. 
we go we both go for you know uh, relatable music you know what i'm saying so it's not really that far off man it was it was it's 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 easy to to capture you know the city and the music is that something you guys learned is that something you knew prior to going into the project together that Detroit and New York sounds are not that far off or is that something you guys had to I mean, kind of learn two, while you're doing it the two cities have been working together forever you know what I'm saying we've been doing stuff together forever not just us but all kinds of different people man and not just this genre either right. you know and jazz and, 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 and rock and roll and um, any genre you think of you know Detroit and New York has been you know working together and Detroit and New York you know, are two of the cities that are that are on the map. You know, as far as hip hop, that people check for, that people still, you know, still still gravitate towards when it comes to hip hop. When they hear, you know, about a new album come out, where you know, where's that coming from? You know, what's coming out of New York right now? What's coming out of Detroit right now? You know, we we make exceptional music, so people check for us, and you know, we've been making music together for ages, man. Skyzu, uh, I'm gonna this is I'm gonna give a prime example why I'm not a rapper, but. There's a, <laughs> I, I've always appreciated your lyrical skills. Appreciate um, it. Because you, I, our last conversation, I probably told you, like, you always, listeners always have to, can't listen to your album more than once to figure out what you're talking about. Um, which I think is great because you get a different meaning every time. And there's mm-hmm. lyrics on a couple of dollars that stood out to me. I don't really know what they mean, but I wanted to see if, you know, you could tell us what they mean. Okay. Um, so it's, was as clear as the book that you, your hand on when you prayed that we stayed away from them anthems. Fuck is left for us except for us to go stand on a box, box with a rope. rope and a bottle of spade. Copper damn, copper damn, make it pop for the day. I threw money to the jeweler, sneak a box full of change. Know me, I'm no better. I'm about it the same. Because on a box with a rope is how we got in this frame. Now flick it up. Yeah, that. <laughs> what I'm saying on that is. What was the first thing? Because that's like a good eight right there. So let's start it. What was the, which line did you start it with? What was, was the first line? Was as clear as the book that you're hanging Oh, it was on. clear? Oh, okay. So I said um, the line before that kind of walks it into that. When I said, um, I am about the truth, but she bad, but even more beautiful in the coupe. Seeing that was seeing all that I would need to pursue. The E-class that was used to corner me off the stoop was as clean as the book that you're handing on. So I'm saying the car... That was put the E class. Obviously, that's a Benz. The E class that was that was cornering me off the stoop. That was pulling me from the stoop, making me want to go outside, making me want to hang out and go be in the street and do things outside. The admiration and desire for those types of things. That car itself was as clean as the book that your hands is on when you pray that we stay away from them anthems. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a Lego. Like everything's holding on to one another. That's what I'm saying there. That clean book I'm talking about is the Bible. So I'm saying the car that I, that I, the car that I'm admiring, that I was admiring as a kid is as clean as the Bible that the ones older than us got their hands on when they praying that we don't follow what's going on out there. When they, we don't follow those, those anthems, those songs, those sayings in more of a metaphorical sense, but those anthems and them songs that saying, yo, go get it, go get to it, go do it by any means. Just go get it, get this money, go win, you know, that car that I was admiring was just as clean as that book that your hand is on when you're praying that we don't admire that car. Mm, nice. So then when I keep going, I'm saying fuck is left for us except for us to go stand on a box with a rope and a bottle of spade. So standing on a box with a rope is standing on the club table, being in the club, standing on the table, literally like a box, a square. Standing on the table with a rope, being, meaning a gold chain, meaning a necklace, and a bottle of spade, you know, ace of spade champagne. So it's like... You know, fuckers left for us to do except do that because that's all that we've been told. All we've been told, quote unquote, 
is to go do that. You know, go celebrate. Go win and go celebrate the wins and then celebrate even before you win. Go. Go for it. Pop off. Show off. Like, that's what we've been taught. So what else is left for us to do except go stand on a box with a rope and a bottle of spade, carpe diem, carpe diem, make it pop for the day. You know carpe diem means seize the day, seize the moment. Carpe diem, carpe diem, make it pop for the day. I threw money to the jeweler, sneak a box full of change. I had a sneaker box full of money. I gave that money to the jeweler. You know me, I'm no better. I'm about it the same. Like, I'm talking about what's going on, but I'm no better. I'm the same way. I'm the same dude who's about money, who's about jewelry, who's about sneakers. I'm the same dude, but... You know, know me, I'm no better. I'm about it the same because on a box with a rope is how we got in this frame. And I'm talking about being sold as slaves, right. standing on a box with a rope on our neck. On a box with a rope is how we got in this frame. Now flick it up. So when I say the frame, obviously this predicament, but also in a literal sense, the frame like a picture frame. Now flick it up one time for now. I'm just flick it up, taking pictures. Flick it up one time. Yo, we, we, we doing it. Take pictures. Like, flick it up. You know what I mean? Flick it up one time for them, and it keeps going and going. So it's a lot holding hands with one another in that kind of six or eight bars or whatever that is. But that's the breakdown. It just domino effects one after the other. But even more beautiful in the coup. And seeing that, we're seeing all that I would need to pursue. The E-class that was used to corner me off the stoop was as clean as the book that you hand on when you prayed that we stayed away from them anthems. Enough left for us except for us to go stand on a box with a rope and a bottle of spade. Carpet damn, carpet damn, make it pop for the day. I threw money to the jeweler, sneak a box full of change. No me, I'm no better, I'm about it the same. Cause on a box with a rope is how we got in this frame. Now flick it up one time for him, one time for him. Know it's lit if they ain't hit with the nine on them. One time for him, one time for him. And the parade's lining up along the side for him. Need a couple dollars. Yeah, and there's the lyrics that out when I was listening because of the two rope references. Yeah. And just kind of knowing your work. Like I know there's. Right. Two different things, meaning two different things. Right, right. It brings it all in full circle. Yeah. As a listener. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciated that. No, nah, no doubt. And I'm, I, it's dope that you pointed that out because those are some of those moments on the album where, like, like you, uh, like you broke down. You know, that's one of those moments. So I'm glad you pointed that one in particular out. How do you How do you work? You just uh, start with a blank canvas and just start painting. I usually put a lot down in it, and then like, that, that, that take a lot away. And I put some more down, and then I take some more. Away. You know, so it's like a constant editing process usually. Do you ever comply with the request to just I want to continue with the album, uh, you know, Basquiat on the Draw, um, featuring West Side Gun and Conway. Um, there's a sample of, uh, from a Basquiat interview, um, as well as samples from Jay-Z. Um, I want to know, like, about, uh, from the part of the interview that we hear, what relationship... And this is going to go for you too as well, Sky Zoo. But what's the relationship between art, like painting and drawing, Basquiat art, that kind of relates, helps you or inspires you as a hip hop artist, a hip hop producer? I mean, you know, somebody like Basquiat, man, he wasn't mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like Dilla. Dilla wasn't mainstream until he died. Um, and I wouldn't, I'm not saying mainstream as com- commercial, but more of a mainstay in hip hop. Um, Basquiat. He did him. That was that's that's the crazy thing. Like he did him. He didn't care what other people thought of his work. You know what I'm saying? He rubbed elbows with the greats, but didn't really care about it. You know what I'm saying? He was with Andy Warhol all the time. He didn't really, you know, he saw nothing of it. Um, you know, and he he made or made made uh, art for himself, man. He he made, I guess you would would call unorthodox paintings. You know what I'm saying? That that didn't really. You know, it wasn't something that you would see in a museum 
wasn't something that you would see hanging on somebody's wall, some rich person's wall. You know, it was it, it was pretty unorthodox. It was the type of of artwork that you know a lot of people called junk. A lot of people called it nonsense. You know, they 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 looked at it as as something that needed to be thrown away. It was garbage. You know what I'm saying? And and oh, that guy doesn't know what he's doing and. You know, he took a lot of criticism, but he still continued to make the art that he wanted to make. Right. And and I think we prove that all day, every day in hip-hop, man. We make the music we want to make, you know, despite the critics, um, despite what's on TV or on the radio or despite what the fans say or anybody else says about our music. As long as we stay true to us and make what we want to make, you know, I, I think uh, we'll be consistent. And, and as far as I'm concerned, consistency leads to longevity in this game. Mm. So, you know, that's that's kind of the, you know, what I got from Basquiat, man, and, and, and the work that he made. And I look at look at his paintings now. You know, his paintings now are being sold for multi-millions. Right, right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? People are, are are trying their hardest and shelling out all kinds of cash to get one of his paintings. So, you know, it just takes time and, and it, and it kind of takes, you know, for one person to realize that you got gold and... You know, it just kind of kind of snowballs from there. Every week, fly to see Lou for a new chain. Touch mine is four five to knock you out the slow game. So as a lyricist, how does, you know, what do you take from Boscott and his life's work? Uh, not willing to compromise, submit, succumb to. You know, for me, what he did, he might have known it wasn't going to be appreciated as such at the time, but he did what he felt and believed in. And now, obviously, you see it. I mean, they're selling his joints for however many, you know, I think Jay bought one for a million or something, you know, like the things that he would have been blown away to have happened when he was here. And it's just sad that art sometimes doesn't get appreciated until later, you know, uh, the creative forces. Sometimes they get overlooked and underrated until later on. So I see myself in a lot of that at times. You know, the the biggest thing that gets attached to my name, if you were to search my name on Twitter or Google, is the word underrated attached to it. You know, that's the biggest thing that, that comes up with right, it right. is underrated. Right. So for me, I find solace in that, knowing that it's still all worth it, you know. And regardless of the accolades I've gotten and the way people feel about me, you know, knowing that there's still so much more ground that's being covered, but people may not notice it. And they may, it may happen after the fact. It may be something where it's like a, a Dillo or a Basquiat. I'm not trying to, you know, compare myself or put myself in that light prematurely, but it may be something that happens on that accord. Where it's like, yo, you, yo, you, all I do is listen to Sky Zoo, but did you know him when he was here? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it might yeah. be one of those things, but if so, then it is what it is. Like, so be it. Give me my roses while like I can still, still smell, smell them. them. You can <laughs> smell them. You know what I mean? Like, that's you know, how, that's that's the worst, man. People, yeah. we we revere people after they die, after they're dead. Yeah, man. all day. Oh, that was my favorite MC of all time. Did, really? Yo, really? Listen, don't let somebody die. They'll be number one album on iTunes tomorrow. You know. I mean, you see, but you you also like you said, you see it with Dilla. Yeah. I mean, Dilla is like. I mean, they just put him in a museum. Yeah. They gave him an exhibit in the African American Museum of History, which is amazing amazing feat but it's like dag i wish he was that popular when he was here that's know? why i tell this dude while he's here in front of me you know how much i i appreciate his work that's real and that he's the top five mc to me period in hip-hop Man, yeah. you know what i'm saying it, i think us as artists we um 
we we're, we're scared to let somebody else know how we feel about Absolutely. their work. You know what I'm saying? Or, or not really scared, but it's uh, it's kind of like it's almost like you, everybody uses the word the, the term dick riding. So we feel as though, oh, if I tell this dude I love his beats, or if I tell this dude I love his rhymes, or he's my favorite of all time, or, yo, I listen to your music all the time, man, it's great, it's amazing, it's relatable, it gets me through things, mm-hmm. then we, we feel as though other people are going to look at us as, as dick riding this person. Right. We're not so, as great and we're sucking. Nah, yeah, it's you know what I'm saying? That. It's like, nah, it's not about that at all. It's like, yo... Get this man his flowers while you can still smell them, and vice versa with a pop. You know what I'm saying? Man. It's like, you know, because when because when we die or when when a certain artist dies, then we start. Oh, he was my favorite. Oh, he was he great. Was so but you, but, you know, it's like, yo, you and... even knew this dude. And you never told him that. Like right. he didn't know that from you. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. I hate that. Yeah, word up. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Paula Brown and Sky Zoo new album, The Easy Truth. Uh, I want to continue with talking about tracks of the album. Yeah, um, go for it. On the on the Stretch and Bob show, yeah, uh, was that a freestyle? No, no, no. I wrote that. Oh. I wrote that. I was yeah. googling, trying to Google lyrics, and I couldn't find anything. So I was oh like, man, I was like, oh, maybe it's a freestyle, <laughs> or maybe I was writing it wrong. So I just could Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, what's the significance for you guys of having Stretch and Bobito on the album? Oh, uh, the well, you know, they're not really on it. You know, we chopped that up. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. an idiot. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice See, work. That's, that's doing our job. That's awesome. Oh, nice, that's nice. Awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, what happened was, <laughs> yeah. there you go. See, it's it makes it more. all worth it. I'm, I'm, I was waiting for that. All worth it. So what happened was, I came up with the idea upon seeing the uh, the documentary. Okay. Documentary's yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Everybody loves it. It's great. Hip hop culture. And um, when I saw it, I said, "Man, I wish I was, I wish I was born ten years earlier." I was wondering that. You know, I was I was born in '82. I was like, I wish I was born in '72. I could have been watching it. I mean, I, I could have been up there yeah. on the show getting busy, you know. And then I said to myself, well, we do have the Internet. We do have YouTube. We can probably doctor something up and make it sound like it. So right. I came up with the idea. I presented it to Apollo. I said, we're going to record a joint, just a break beat, and you getting busy on, on a loop and all that behind it. I'm going to just dumb out for 80 bars, 100 bars, whatever it is. And then we're going to add all this stuff before it to make it sound like I was on the Stretch and Bob show. All right, cool. So, you know, he, he saw the doc. He loved it. And then uh, he went on YouTube and was chopping up footage. But he I, he told me he was looking up footage for two days, for like 48 hours wow. collectively. Yeah, I went, I went through, trying wow. to find sound bites that made sense. Audio, man. Just, just cutting, cutting. Because you got to find something that's that's empty. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can't. You got to find stuff that... You can you can use yeah. with questions and in certain uh, you know elements of, of the interview that doesn't have another artist talking. Right, or, right. You know, and that's hard, man. Yeah, they, yeah. They filled up everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so going through that and then trying to find you know break beat. And, oh damn. Um, you know, going through it and and, and and trying to find the break beat and trying to find you know the, the actual interview that. You know, interviews and, and pieces and sound bites and, you know, just different things that would make it sound like an actual interview from 1993. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and then, you know, lo-fiing the whole thing and, you know, making it sound like it's on the radio. And um, I'm glad you, it I'm sounded glad you like thought a, it was a, a... It sounded like a cassette, like what my friends and I used to do was record, you know, set yeah. cassette tapes and then play it the next day because, you know, late at night, I'm, whatever. I'm glad you thought it was, was an like, actual wow, interview. I was, like, I was like, I don't remember this. Radio. All right, that's cool. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then Sky dumbed out for like 465 bars. And then, you know, it was just, 
and then it ended correctly just ended like a regular you know regular show would end and you know actually you know Stretch and Bob they caught wind of it man and they gave us the blessing man oh, afterwards nice. it was That's like oh, this is this is dope so um yeah it, it actually it did what I wanted it to do absolutely yeah see it was worth it <laughs> it was worth it word up yo you could alright alright all right. WKCR it is 102 in the morning and uh this is the Stretch Armstrong show Alvito's by my side we're back <laughs> what's up yeah, um, yo, you ready, Brian? What's up? Yeah, yeah, one, two, one, two, check it out, check it out, check it out. It's a stretch on strong show. Let me turn on the mid-ikes. One, two, one, two, here we go. What's up, baby? Peace, peace, stretching Bob. What up, what up, man? Introduce yourself, yo. Oh, man, for those who don't know, for those listening, it's your man, Sky Zoo, live up the 718. You know how we doing it, man, but I'm happy to be here on the stretching Bob. You know, this is monumental, man. Yo, but people, you know what I'm saying? Like, people has definitely been waiting for the album. Why don't you let them know what's, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, you know, myself and Apollo Brown, we got the album, The Easy Truth, coming out this fall. Make sure y'all check for it. Hitting your stores, hitting your tape decks, hitting your vinyl, hitting everything that you play music. You no, know, one more, you know? one more, uh, one more question about the, the album. Yeah, the track on the album. Yeah, see, school's out. School's out. And but then I also have a couple questions about just kind of about what you guys do. Uh, the last track, nodding off, mm-hmm. um, focuses on how life might have dealt someone a shitty hand. Right. But you kind of like doesn't mean that you've lost the game, right? You right. haven't lost the game of life. Um, how does uh? Kind of how does this track, if at all, kind of connects with the first track on the album? For me, I think it, it brings it full circle, um, especially lyrically. It brings it full circle. You know, in the beginning, you're talking about the opening line is, my pop said time and his money, ain't it? You know, so it's you see what some of the agenda is. Maybe not all, but you see what some of the agenda is to be successful. And I've always talked about success throughout my career you know so you see what the agenda is and what it's always kind of been and I talk about the pros and cons of it I talk about how I was predicted to be one thing but had ideas of being another and all that that's all on the first track so on the last track I started off winning be the only thing they know you for and then everything changes like you Okafor you know like Jalil Okafor so it's like you know you're doing all this in a certain way and you're looked at in a certain esteem for so long and then but things beyond your control, out of your control, you have nothing to, to do with it. You start, you may get hit a little bit. You may get the hand that we talked about, you know, like the skit Apollo used from Mike Tyson. And it just goes into all that and it makes it, well, is it worth it? Is it still worth it to continue to ride? And you come up with that on your own. You come with that answer on your own as the listener. For me, I said how I feel. And then I'm, I'm, I'm really, when it leads into the hook, I'm really speaking to Apollo's fans, in a sense, that are diehard Apollo fans, and they may not be used to him making some of the types of beats or some of the features that are on this album or, or some of the content that's on this album. You know, I'm saying to them, hey, if you're going to feel snobbish and feel in your way, at least Apollo is here to get the kill. At least Apollo did all these beats. So you can still nod to it. If you know the fact that I'm talking about little kids looking up to Coke dealers and I'm talking about, you know, uh wanting to pull up the Wrangler to put Ashley Graham in it, or I'm talking about the E class bins and all these different things that we aspire for and that we desire. If that's not what you're used to from an Apollo Brown collabo album, 
At least the beats is here from Apollo Brown. So you can still nod to it. You don't have to be a sucker all the way. You can still nod to it. You know what I mean? But, you know, um, but I think they're going to love it, though. You know what I mean? I, I think they're going to love it. I know they're going to love it, rather. Um, yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah. I just know. Right, right. It's going to be fantastic, man. And, and the response has been amazing so far for the three, four records that we've already put out. But that's how it kind of all ties together at the uh, at the end, you know. After that, that last line stood out to me as that as well the um at least, at least yeah. you get the kill yeah and i but i heard it as um you and i don't know if you were this might the mike tyson might have been post production yeah it so was. you didn't hear that yet but right. i saw it as you kind of tying it back to what mike tyson was saying like, right. in a way but but like in a in a in a music way being yeah. like same same equipment like you might have a crappy hand but at least blah right. blah blah, blah. and, and i guess i guess apollo picked that skit Upon hearing the record five, ten times, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, because I went in there, heard the beat, wrote it, recorded it. So when he's mixing and dealing with post-production, he's like, okay, well, Sky's talking about this. What can I find that makes sense with this to intro it? So, you know. Apollo, I went back to, you know, before this interview, I went back to listen to a bunch of your stuff. Uh, And as a listener, it sounds like you either sample, like to use singing as a sample, or you like to have some sort of singer in your music. Uh, One, is this true? But two... Even if it's not true, do you have a favorite kind of genre or era that you like to go back to when you make create beats? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say a singer. I would say, you know, vocal sample. I like vocal vocal. samples. Um, I came up on vocal samples. So, you know, coming up on like Wu-Tang and RZA, RZA used a lot of vocal samples coming up. And and that was around a time where, you know, I I got into wanting to make beats and, and, you know, it was something that kind of inspired me. So... Um, even to this day, you know, if I can make a, if, if I could use a vocal sample and it makes sense, it has to make sense though. I, it, if it makes sense, I'll use it. Um, other than that, you know, I'll keep it out of the production, but, um, I, I enjoy it. It, it, it kind of puts a little edge on the beat to me. You know, when you got a, when you got a nice vocal sample that, that rounds out a four bar loop or a two bar loop or something like that, it's just like, I don't know, something about it, but, um, as far as genre and age and, and, and a time of music that I like to, uh, you know, go back and listen to and, and, and possibly samples. I mean, everybody knows me for sampling a lot of uh, old soul, you know, and um, and I pick that type of music because it has a lot of feeling. Yeah. You know, I like music with feeling. I like to make music that, you know, takes you places when you listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I like to manipulate music that can make you either remember something or forget something. You know what I'm saying? Like something that matters. Yeah. yeah. You know, music that matters. So um, I usually like to uh, to stay in that, that genre uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, getting that real uh, sense of feeling that I like. If I'm making bangers and stuff, then, you know, I might go to like 60s psychedelic or... Um, I mean, it really it really depends, man. It's I, I like I like using um, like '80s uh, alternative, and but I'm really on foreign foreign stuff nowadays, man. Um, I don't really sample a lot of American music anymore. Uh, I think this is probably the last album that you'll really hear any American music on. Um, but I've you know lately when I've been making beats and stuff, it's just been pretty much uh, all foreign stuff. Like foreign lyrics, like prog rock, and it's just like foreign, you know, you know, Asian Asian music. Okay. Um, 
a lot of Eastern European music, Russian music. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of foreign, uh, a lot of foreign records. Sky, when you're working with someone like Apollo and you know his catalog, do you have to, or do you have to kind of write differently? To because you know you might. I mean, for example, you might get a singer. You might get, you know, something. No, uh, for me, two reasons why I don't. One, um, because I know the type of stuff that he does. I know his approach. So me agreeing to do an album with him is because I'm already a fan. You know, it's not like a label put us together and said you guys have to do this. And here's the budget, and this is what it is. And we had never met. You know, I, I know his work. I know what he does, and I've been a fan. So. That's one. And for two, I don't have to push to write around certain things because I just pick the beats that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah, so if it's yeah. a beat that I don't connect with as much as the next artist might, then I'll pass on that beat. You know, if it's a beat that I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's that's dope. That's super dope. But for what I want to do on this, it may not fit. Mm. Then I'll leave that alone. That goes for any producer. That's not a specific apology. That goes for any producer. That's just the... That's just how you pick beats, you know. So for me, any beat that I pick and I write to, I'm totally into. So I already know how I can work it and how I can rock it. You know, the thing about Apollo is when you're picking beats, you pick them all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you pretty much pick them all. You know, you can't say that for every producer. There's some producers that send you 30, 40, 50 beats, you pick three. Right. You know, he send you that many, you're going to pick that many. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it, it, it gets tough, you know. But, um... Yeah, it was easy. It was very, very easy. I like singing the vocal samples in the joint, too. Like, I like if it's a, a melody or a vocal tone that just repeats. Like, like you know, I'm yeah, just making up some yeah. shit. But, you know, I like when the same, the same kind of vocal sound just keeps going. For whatever reason, that's always attracted me. So, yeah, totally. We're speaking with Apollo Brown and Sky Zoo new album, The Easy Truth. Um... Skyzoo, was there a beat on this album? And it could change. I understand that. Yeah. That kind of just blows you away. Like, the first time you heard it, and as you continue, to, every time you hear it from then on, it's just kind of like, holy crap, like, how did you make that? Um, there's a bunch of them. I mean, I love all of them, obviously. I wouldn't have picked them, but there's a bunch of them. Uh, one, in the, one, one in the same, yeah. One in the same for me right away. And the crazy thing about that beat when Apollo sent the batches over, he was sending like five, ten batches at a time, and in total it was like 40 beats. The first batch was like five beats. That was the first beat in the batch. So when he sent the first batch of beats, that was the first beat I pressed play on. And when I when that shit came in, do 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 do, and then with the I was like, oh please, please tell me he went where I want him to go with the drums. And then when the drums came in, I was like, yes, it's exactly where I wanted it to go. You know, because sometimes you'll hear a sample that be flavor, and then the drums don't go where you want. You're like, ah, damn, he fucked up the drums, or vice versa. You know, the sample ain't flavor, but the drums is rocking. So the sample was so hard, the loop was so hard. I was like, yo, if these drums go where I want them to go with all this pocket, I'm in. And then it went right there. I was like, yep, perfect. So one and the same, um, payout for sure. Payout definitely. Um, I could listen to that all day. Slow dough, never made it in my neighborhood. A buck fifty four, buck fifty anywhere we could. Nike Roche into the payment for making good and pulling my vibes just the way we should. Sports to the Victor is one of my favorite records on the album. You know, just the way it knocks, the swing to it, what I did on it, the concept, but then how it still has some. It's not a downer. The beat isn't a downer. It's like a. 
up tempo. It feels good, but then mm-hmm. the stuff I'm talking about is so raw. So it's a nice blending of the two. Nice. So yeah, I would say those three. I say one in the same sports to the victor and pay out. But again, all of them. You know what I mean? All, all of them. Yeah. And Apollo, um, when you two were in studio in Detroit together and this lyric was spit by Sky Zoo, do you remember what lyric that was and kind of kind of blew you away? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, one in the same. I mean, I don't like to, to single out just one joint. And, and what's good is, you know, my albums, his albums, respectively, you know, people don't ever just pick out one song. No. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no. Like, if you were to ask our fans... Yo, what is your favorite song on the album? Every fan's gonna have a different favorite yeah, song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love. But um, one in the same. There's just something like super, super special about that track, and it, it, it just—I don't know, I man. It has that feeling. It really sums up the album to me, you know. And and that's that's the joint that sticks out of my head. That's the those are the lyrics that stick out of my head. You know, um, just when he says my pops the time and his money ain't it, that's like true for everybody, yeah. man, or should be. You know what I'm saying? That's how I live, man. Time is money. Timing is important. Like there's a whole different, you know, you could you could take a lot out of that. But um, that song, I'm I'm a big fan of care packages. What what that's about, and and just the whole the whole joint um, payout. Uh, nodding off, yeah, nodding, off like, yeah. nodding off does it for me. Um, I was telling somebody the, the other day, or, or at the, um, the the listening, that uh, nodding off is like one of the joints. I, I, I when I look at the tight or look at the album cover, that's what you know. Nice, that's nice, what nice. I think of when I when I think of the album cover, or when I see the album cover. That's the song I think of, and the, another song that just just kind of sums up the album man so and that what's funny is those are the bookends so you know um those are the pieces of bread (laughs) you know what i'm saying and but yeah i mean and you notice this album is really it's a lot of riding music man it's a lot of uh there's really no rah-rah on this album you know it's a lot of life music you know a lot of stuff that uh is relatable to to the listener and um i love it man i love that so yeah, those are the joints that stand out for me, man, lyrically. So, Detroit producer Apollo Brown and Brooklyn MC Sky Zoo, new yes. album, The Easy Truth, Mellow Music Group, out yes. September 30th. So the podcast will be up after it, but out, out, and definitely get it. Uh, Apollo and Sky Zoo, thank you so much for joining me on the live. Man, thank you for having us, no doubt. Okay. Word up, absolutely, bro. Winning be the only thing they know you for. And everything changes like you Okafor And you playing your role and keeping hold of what they hold you on Remind them what they know until they know you gone Like you believe it, let your memory lock in Like when locking the door, soon as top become the topic And she take all that off, seeing how roomy the drop is Yeah, I just want you all to feel the aura of the logic We can keep this shit honest, we all about a profit And I'm all kinda in love with this shit Like it's a problem, cause I seen how that problem Stood up on top of problems, down for the count, I counted down and say, yo, I'm in, till I'm in, a 9-11 pause without a 9-11 call, around my way, they go together like you rocking up a yard, and if the topic that I'm on isn't quote-unquote real, then at least Apollo here to get the kill, and you can still nod to it, go ahead and nod to it, nod to it, go ahead and nod to it, you can still nod to it, nod to it, go ahead and nod to it.
nod to it. You can still nod to it. Nod to it. Go ahead and nod to it. Nod to it. You can still nod to it. Nod to it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.